of the the beauties of getting older mm-hmm. is is sort of coming into ourselves a bit more and and you know certainly through my 20s that's how I dealt with my feelings of not being good enough and lacking that self-worth like looking for it in other people like yes. like sort of like that sense of like somebody love me somebody look yes. at me like what who do I have to be to get that attention that I'm craving yeah and and you know I mean I could spend I spent a good decade or decade and a half in that state of, of looking to, to the outside world for validation and mm. um, and confirmation that I was somehow okay and then you know the problem with that is the more you look for it the more you need it and the more you have to do to get it and especially the older you get sort of that 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 cycle just it just gets harder and harder welcome to the win at life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love I'm Keith Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with author Hedley Dorenzi. Hedley has written six books, including her latest, Itsy Bitsy, Two Little Boobs Who Dream of Making It Big, which is a short and really entertaining story about the expensive rise and fall of her fake boobs. In this episode, we talk about self-worth or lack of it. Many women who join my program think it's just about training and nutrition, but it's so much more than that. Low self-worth is something I suffered from for a long time. And instead of focusing on the inside, I focused on the outside by trying to achieve the perfect body through restrictive dieting. I also drank a lot and attracted all the wrong men. Low self-worth manifests itself in different ways for every woman. For Headley, it was men in relationships and never feeling worthy. In this episode, we chat about how self-worth doesn't come from the outside or the world. It has to come from you. How self-worth may start with feeling good and being healthy. How we often project our insecurities onto other people and the world. How we've both navigated through low self-worth and relationships. Headley's books and experiences involving self-worth and how to find your self-worth and so much more. So if you're a woman who struggles with low self-worth, I know you'll love this episode and Headley as much as I do. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, Hedley. Uh, welcome to the, um, the Win at Life podcast. I'm so excited um, to have you here. Thank you, Kitty. I am thrilled to be here. <laughs> we were just like talking and talking. I was like, we better do this podcast because we could probably sit here for hours and talk. And the reason I'm so excited is because... Usually I get guests on to talk about training and nutrition because the Win at Life program is all about training and nutrition and helping you win at life, helping women win at life and restore their metabolisms and build bodies they love. But, you know, I think that there's like so much more to it. Um, And I find that with many women when they come into our program, and it was the same with me when I started this journey, you go on this bit of a, like it's like a, exploration you know and you you dig deep into yourself and your insecurities and your fears and I think it because you're finally eating well and you're training it's like you you, you're brave enough to actually face those things um, and tackle them head on and I think that so many women in our program and I was the same and I know you were the same because we've talked about this a lot is really struggle with self-worth um, and comparing themselves to other women, um, 
you know, and that really manifests itself in different ways. Like we, we've talked about this, you know, for me, it was drinking and, and drugs and, and, you know, starving myself to look a certain way and wanting a- attention from unsavory men. <laughs> <laughs> and I really do think that like so many women can relate to oh, I've they got just, my hand up. Yeah. yeah. They just, they just don't <laughs> talk about what, what, like, what do you think? Oh God. I mean, I can relate to everything that you're saying and, and, mm. I think that's the beauty. Well, one of the, the beauties of getting older mm. is, is sort of coming into ourselves a bit more. And, and, you know, certainly through my 20s, that's how I dealt with my feelings of not being good enough and lacking that self-worth, like looking for it in other people, like, yes. like sort of like that sense of like somebody love me, somebody look yes. at me, like what, who do I have to be to get that attention that I'm craving? Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I could spend... I spent a good decade or decade and a half in that state of, of looking to, to the outside world for validation and, mm. um, and confirmation that I was somehow okay. Mm. And then, you know, the problem with that is the more you look for it, the more you need it and the more you have to do to get it, and especially the older you get, sort of that, that, that cycle, just, it just gets harder and harder. Um, and at some point, you know, like, I mean, as we've talked about, um, you know, that, that's continued on into my 40s, but I'm a lot better now. You know, I think yeah. that's, that's what I'm starting to learn is that, that the, it doesn't come from the outside world. You have to start with yourself. And that's mm-hmm. an individual journey for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. And for you and I, we've certainly been on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, like for me, I always remember, you know, it always just get really drunk and take yeah. lots of drugs and I'd just chase after these really attractive men and then I'd have sex with them and I'd think, why don't they love me? Like, yeah, why, me why, aren't, why, why, aren't, like, why aren't I good enough? Like, do I need yeah. to be thinner? You know, yeah. I need to be prettier. Um, and really it was never, ever any of that, mm. really. Like, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of women when they start on this journey, they're doing it to initially to look better. They want to look better because they think that it's going to fix all of these problems in in their life. And when they actually start the journey, they realize that they have to focus internally. And I've been way thinner than I am now, but I was miserable. Mm. So I think it just shows that, like, you've got to do both, I think. Like, obviously, try and improve your health and your metabolism and eat better and strength train and get stronger. But if you don't address the deeper issues, once you get that body... Yeah. You're still not going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you yeah. agree with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, for me, I'm so I'm six foot one. I'm <laughs> six, well, six foot one and a half. I say six foot one because <laughs> it sounds a bit more um, sort of Pretty tall. less tall. Yeah. I'm tall. I'm tall. Yeah. And so I couldn't do anything about that. So I was always quite thin. Um, and people actually thought I had an eating disorder. So it was a little bit the opposite. So mm. I would eat and eat and eat to try and mm. prove to people that I didn't have an eating disorder and that I, you know, I wasn't starving myself. Mm. Um, so it was sort of the opposite. And that was quite traumatic because it was like people had these ideas of, of who I was and I felt like I had to kind of prove otherwise to them. But mm. when it came to my heart, I had huge insecurity issues about that, but I couldn't do anything about it. So, you know, I was just tall and I was taller than all the boys and, and, you know, it's, um, 
but uh, so it's a, it's a funny, I think women's bodies and our relationship with them are so individual and, and we just have to be so sort of generous with ourselves in terms of those journeys towards that feeling of being enough and worthy and, and all of that. But yeah, it definitely starts with feeling good and being healthy for mm-hmm. sure. But for, for each women, woman, I think that's a very individual journey. And as we were talking about before, it's such a fine balance because then you can tip over into addiction and obsession and all of, you know, Mm -hmm. and so where's that, you know, where's that line? And and again, that's, that's an individual journey is finding Mm -hmm. that. Um, Yeah. Oh, it's it's so true. It's a tricky one. It's tricky. It is. It is. It is. And I've been both. You know, I feel like now I'm in a good spot. Now, finally, it's taken me such a long time, but I've been both. You know, like gotten healthier, and then get you get more obsessed with look mm. and being leaner and more muscular, and you know, it just and it's really trying to find that balance of like doing the training that you enjoy and eating to fill yeah. your body and sleeping well and, and feeling good and just accepting and like loving of your body and I think you know we talked about this before like men like we have this like (laughs) and I and it's I'm good now because I'm with Craig but like you know and he always says he's like kitty it's how you hold yourself it's your confidence Mm. it's like I don't give a fuck if there's some cellulite on your ass yeah you know like I just want you to like in the bedroom like be in it with me and actually enjoy it and be invested in it instead of being so worried about what you look like because I don't care yeah like Oh, I think we put on so much pressure on ourselves and we project that onto men yeah. a lot of the time. So we're projecting our insecurities onto them and being like, oh, my God, I've got cellulite, you yeah. know. And they're not even – like it's almost like they haven't seen it until we've pointed it out yeah. and or, or we've made – you know, like it's, it's so much of our insecurities that we project onto the world and yet, in fact, a lot of the time it's just not an issue. Yeah. And if we're confident and feeling good in ourselves, that sort of stuff just doesn't matter. Mm. It's, it's, but again, it's that fine line. We want to be healthy. We want to feel good. We want to look good. Mm. But it, it's definitely an inside job is what I'm trying to say. It's got to come from within. Oh, totally. I remember like, you know, I talk, when we were speaking last and, you know, obviously sort of there's, I feel like for me there was that real turning point when things changed was, when I had left my husband and I was just like, you know, nearly starting this affair with this guy at work who was a superintendent who had a girlfriend who was getting married. Awesome. So like, again, yeah, attracting <laughs> these wrong, unavailable yeah. men. And my friend's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, Kitty? You know, like imagine how her girlfriend would feel. And, you know, I just want, I just love that adrenaline hit that he was giving me and telling me that I was sexy and, you know, like, and it was never going anywhere, obviously. And I was so distracted at work and I was drinking and like my boss basically sat me down and he's like, he was this South African guy, Charles, his name was. I actually really am grateful to him now. He basically said, look, get your shit together. Like, you know, you've got this great opportunity. If you don't, I'm going to have to fire you because you can't be. um, And I was like, I went away, cried, cried, cried. And then I thought, fuck, you're like, you just don't know anything about men and relationships. Like you just, you, your whole life, you've attracted all of these wrong, obviously there's something wrong. So I just bought all these self-help books and books on men. And that one that I showed you, the catch or the chase. And it's just interesting in there, she writes, and it's really like now when I read, I think, oh, it's just so common sense. Like mm-hmm. be okay with yourself. And she talks about being okay with being alone. And I practice being alone and got off Tinder and 
you know, at the end she talks about like like what we're what we're talking about. Men are attracted to women who are confident and, mm. and you know love their bodies, and it doesn't mean being a size eight. Mm. And she was talking about one of her clients who was this like short, like you know, slightly overweight, like busty blonde, but she was just like men just fell all over themselves because over her because she was just so confident and happy and yeah. you know happy with herself. Yeah. And she's saying, you know, you've got to respect and love yourself. And, you know, it's, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what you're saying is just don't fuck them the first time that you meet them, which I just did with every man that I ever met. <laughs> Do you know, it's so funny because it's, it's, it's such a cliche, mm. like you've got to love yourself first. Oh. And I remember people would tell me that and I'd roll my eyes and I'm like, it's such a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Yeah. Like it's so true. It's, it's, it's so true. And also, I mean, I've been in those situations before where I've ended up with men who were, you know, either, you know, involved or perhaps even married. I didn't want to be in those situations, but I just kept getting sort of like pulled into them. Mm-hmm. And I got pulled into them because I didn't feel good about myself because I was so susceptible to their charms and their, their compliments that I kept getting sort of reeled into these situations which were so unhealthy because I didn't love myself. So here's somebody throwing me a crumb and mm. telling me I'm beautiful or I'm attractive or whatever. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody loves me. Oh, my God, this is wow. Okay, I've got sorry. <laughs> and, you know, again and again and again. And, and I would end up, of course, you end up broken and on the floor in, in those situations more times than not. And you'd be left with yourself again. And, that, and then you'd have to pick yourself up and put the pieces back together and it's like it's just this constant sort of, you know, work in progress of coming to love ourselves. Mm. And it's just until we do, it's just going to keep happening. So when do you feel was like, because obviously you've got your, your two books that you've written. Yeah, um, I'm so thinking far. of that as I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for the third, this, the final one to come out when you meet Mr. Right because you've written your list. But when, when yeah. do you feel like for you was a bit of a turning point Oh, there have been so many turning points. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, I think for me, I mean, the big one was, was definitely um, which, which I wrote about in Finding Paris. It was a relationship. The guy had come out of a marriage. Um, he wasn't available. And he paid me attention and I just got roped in and I just was not, my dad had just died. I wasn't in a good space, but I just couldn't sort of help myself, yeah. you know. Ended up in that relationship. It was so toxic and so traumatic. I managed to pull myself out. He was cheating on me. He was doing all of those things. Mm. And I managed to pull myself out of it. And I was in so much pain. A friend of mine um, suggested a uh, 12-step uh, program for sex and love addiction. Mm. And, I mean, it's, that's, uh, it's a horrible-sounding name. Um, mm. and, but I was so desperate that I just ended up taking myself to a meeting and I... I, that was for me the turning point to stopping my addictive behaviours around men, yeah. and it all came back to self worth. It, yeah. it it all came, you know, that's where it all sort of came from. And of course, within that, the, within those those rooms and within that group, I came into I came to realise that there had been sexual abuse in my history. So I'd I'd been sexually molested as a kid. I had been sexually assaulted as a an, an adult. So all of those things had set me up to, you know, for these experiences. 
Mm. Mm. God, I get a bit, no, ch- I get a bit choked up as I talk oh. about it. I'm like, oh, it's it's fine, but I'm like, it's still there's still that thing in my body, like it's still trauma yeah. um, from that. That that you know, I I write about it, I talk about it, but it's still, mm. you know, I still be like. Ugh. Oh, I'm going to reach out and give mm. you a few Oh, thanks, honey. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> give myself amazing. one. How amazing that you can, like, I think it's so inspiring that you can be so open because I, I feel like, like, people help, like, you can help people through your own stories, mm, sharing definitely. your own stories and show them how you've overcome mm. that trauma. Obviously, it's always going to be with you. It's like, always there, but you learn yeah. to live with it. Yeah. 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 And I, I just think, like, that self-worth. It, it, it manifests in so many ways, for, whereas for a lot of your, um, the women that you work with, it's, it's with body issues or health mm. issues, whatever it might be. Um, for me, it, it manifested in relationships. Mm. Um, and it manifests in so many different ways for, for everybody. But it, uh, the, uh, the sort of the root cause of it is, is that self-worth and not yeah. feeling enough. And I think yeah. mm, so many women can relate to that. Yeah, because I think, and like I did everything, you know, the stupid men and the drinking and the food. It's like, it's like you're numbing. It's like yeah. a, a way to numb, I think, yeah. like the food and the alcohol and then yeah. obviously doing this stuff with the men. Because at the time, because you just, you want to feel better. You so desperately want to feel better, mm. I think, and yeah. feel wanted. Yes. And like I always would remember, like you get that such, I love the highs, like whether it was sleeping oh, with a man or yeah. taking those drugs and I didn't care about the consequences and then it would just be the fucking low, like, yeah. you know, afterwards, like that sick. I remember yeah. sitting like, one, yeah, like you just like, and it's, it, when I talk about it now, I think, oh, kitty, it's such a first world problem. Like no, nothing happened to you. Like you, you know, like you could have just, you were just chasing after these men. But I, I would remember like after this guy on site, like, basically you know he's like I'm not gonna leave my girlfriend and like I remember coming back to my room and sitting after a night shift and just sobbing mm. like these uncontrollable sobs like the primal the- stuff the one <laughs> why doesn't he want me like wh- why doesn't he want me why oh, won't he love me painful oh. oh god what was the turning point for you oh it was that with Charles oh that he- one. yeah yeah because I- so I went away and I did everything and 30 days later I met Craig Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember too, like I, something that I said to myself a lot was like, it was like this mantra, like, I am enough. I am enough. I'm mm. enough. Like I would say that to myself all the time. Yep. And you know, like I deleted his number. He tried to text me a few times and I, my friend's like, do not engage anymore. Like you have to. And I just, it, it like, you know, cause you're like, oh, it gives you that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, but I didn't. And you know, I eventually actually even told him. Like yep. I was like, you, you did the wrong thing. Yeah. Like you led me along. You treated me like shit. You had a girlfriend. I said, I don't, don't ever fucking text me again. Like, and that felt really good. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. He's actually tried to contact me a few times over the years, like random yeah. messages. And I'm like, why? It's just, they obviously want that. Like, oh, she still wants me or, you know. My friend always says, I never forgot this. Um, she was a she was a bit older than me and she was always giving me advice because she could always see the types of men that I was dating were not the kind of men I should be dating. And and but she always did say they always come back. They always try and it's true, over the years I've had, you know, a few of these relationships sort of them re- they'll just reach out just to see. Mm-hmm. It's almost like just to see if you're still interested, if they've mm-hmm. you know, not that they want you. It's more it's well, in my case, but it's 
it's like they just it's almost yeah, like they, didn't they want, want the, they, they want the attention <laughs> yeah they just want the attention they just want the yeah. ego hit yeah yeah, yeah. And then, it, and that's always a good test to, for me. I always use that as a good test to see how I felt within myself. Like, where was I on my journey? And yeah. I remember this, the guy that I, I write about in um, Finding Paris, the, the sort of the turning point for me. Mm. He ended up coming to Paris and he, he followed me to Paris and I was trying to get out of this relationship. Mm. And he texted me while he was there and he wanted to catch up. And I just remember, like, this was a moment. This was a, a choice point in my life. And I can, I can text back and we just start that same pattern again. Or I can ignore the text and just keep moving in the direction that I'm moving. And it took, it took every ounce of energy to delete that text. Oh. But I did. And that's when I, I, I flew home to Sydney and I got involved in a 12-step program that helped me get out of that patterning. But... Mm. But there's always that choice point of which, which way are you going to go? Are you going to keep doing the same thing or are you just going to do something different? And that, and that one thing different often involves being with yourself. Yes. Because you, I was so afraid of being alone. Mm. That's what I was afraid of. Like I would wake up, I remember after leaving my husband, and I even actually, so I cheated on him twice and I left him in Dubai and moved home. And then for six months, like he lived in Dubai, I lived at home. I partied, I drank, slept with men, obviously trying to look for someone else to love me. Mm-hmm. No one. There was no one, obviously. It never is. <laughs> I was doing what I was doing. Totally. And then so I just restarted things with my ex-husband because I just didn't want to be alone. Mm. I didn't want to be alone anymore. I was like, well, I haven't found anyone else. I don't yeah. want to be alone. And I remember the first night he flew back from Dubai and we slept together in the same bed and we had sex and he touched me and I just felt sick. Like, because I knew, I knew what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. Because, but I was too gutless to, I was like, I just want my old life back. I don't want to be alone. I can learn to love him. Like, and he was a good guy, yeah. you know, like he didn't deserve that. Yeah. But I was too scared. Yeah. Like, it, but it's so funny. Like when you actually, like after Charles gave me the, the talk, you know, and then I was like, I just, I was like, you, you're okay. You're enough. You're enough. You yeah. Can be alone. Just practice being alone. Like, and, you, and how did you find being alone? Like from like going from not being able to be alone yeah. to then putting yourself in that situation where you were alone. How did you find that? It was so hard initially because I was like, it's pain, it feels painful because you yeah. just, you can't get away. Like you're in there in it. And, but then I think I just kept doing it and I was like, you're enough. You, and I kept like saying to myself, you've got this amazing opportunity. Like you've got this great job in mining. You've got money from your divorce. You're free as a bird. Your life is your oyster. Yeah. Go and focus on you and what you love. And then, you know, over the few weeks of doing that, and then obviously Craig, 30 days later, I met Craig. And when we met, obviously the energy was right, you know, I guess. Like, yeah. Except I fucked him on the first night. I was like, <laughs> and I came home and so I said to my friend, I'm like, fuck, I did because we used to call the book the Bible because she yeah. did it too. And she was seeing this stupid guy that we used to call. We used to have names for them, like yeah. the guys that we would sleep with. Yeah. Um, and she used to call him the trainer. And like, he was the same thing again, like just wouldn't commit to her. She was like us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, and I was like, oh my God, I, I didn't do what the Bible said. Like I slept with him, but then I was like, okay, you fucked it up. It's okay. Now just don't call him. Don't do what yeah. you'd always do and text a message. Cause if he, if he's interested, yes. he'll call you. If he's not, he's not. So it yeah. doesn't matter what you do. Like you've just got to leave it alone. And he called me and then obviously it, yeah, now we're together. Exactly. So I think to myself, I'm like, oh man, this book, I'm like, fuck, if I just done what this book said, you know, like, 
wasted all this time chasing all these men that were never yeah. going to love me. Yeah. Because you know, I just had to be okay with like, because and then, then the right man came along. That's amazing. You know, it's, just, it's just crazy, isn't it? It's just amazing. I mean, in 30 days is not a long time. It's not. It's like, you know you, what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. That's what I think too. But yeah. but You did well. You did really well. I just remember though, like every day prior to that, I would wake up with this, even because I got my boobs done too. Yeah. And we've talked about that. And we're going to do another yeah. podcast on that because Heather's yeah. got her boobs in and out. Um, in and out. Quick as a flash. Oh, I know. I'm like, and now I'm going to get mine out. But I remember... Like every day I'd wake up with this sadness. Like it was this feeling in my mm. chest of just mm. this sadness of being alone and sad. And then after the chat with the, with the child and going, okay, that's it. Fuck it. I'm taking action. You know, it's time to like you, like you went and did your course. So I got obviously read all the books and I'm like, yeah. that's it. I, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't, yeah. it's too painful. Like the yeah. pain is too great. And it was enough, I think, to force me to change. And I just remember thinking like, I'm free. Yeah. Finally, I'm free. I'm free from this like cloak. Yeah. And when you get that feeling, no one can take it away. Yeah. Like that's yours and you've earned it and you've worked for it. And that's, that's, I think once, like for me, once I got a bit of confidence, like once I could see that I could actually like break that pattern Mm. and not respond to the text, all of a sudden my self-worth just shot up because I'm like, I can do this. Like I don't need that. And I'm sort of like, not better, but like, I deserve more than that. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of, so when you do those things and take those steps, it actually builds the self-worth and then, yeah, you just build and build and build and, and it grows. It grows. And the, and this program that you did, like, I think obviously when you get, it gets so bad, you're like, I've got to do something. Mm. Like, I think you do need some help somewhere. Um, yeah. I also saw this um, kinesiologist, which was, she was amazing too. And she introduced me to, Emma Skarakis, my business coach, uh, my business partner, who yeah. was my coach for nutrition, who introduced me to all this way of eating. And this is what sort of started this. Um, but with the course that you did, this 12 step, like what, what did they get you to do? Like how, how did it, was, it help you? It was based. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. It was. No, go on. You go. Oh, it was, it was basically, um, it was like, it was a, so you, you know, the 12 steps, um, AA, so Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was based on that and it was basically, um, so it was 12 steps for sex and love addiction. And it was just, um, because essentially we can be addicted to anything, whether it's alcohol, shopping, sex. Um, and I didn't know this, but we can actually be addicted to people and, mm-hmm. and drama and talks, you know, it was called love addiction, but it wasn't because it wasn't love that you're addicted to because it was more like the toxic shit that you're mm. addicted to mm. um, and the feelings of unworthiness and, and people that made me feel kind of people that reflected back the way I felt about myself. That's what I was addicted to. So it wasn't so much love. Um, but you'd basically sit in a circle and you'd, you'd listen to people share their stories. And the thing is, like, people would talk about their stories and you'd be like, oh, my God, that's, that's me. And you start identifying with people and then there's a whole program that you go through, which is basically to help stop an, an addictive pattern. Um, and you go through sort of, you answer questions, you get a sponsor. Um, it's, it's just a whole process. I, I did it for a year and then I got out of it because there are a few issues that I had with the process. Um, mm. One of the, and you know, I don't, I certainly don't want to um, minimize anyone's 12 step experience, but I 
they would say things like that once you have the disease, it's incurable. You'll have this for the rest of your life. And I'm like, no, I wasn't born this way. No. These were learned behaviours yeah. and um, things happened to me in my path that set me up for these things. And, um, and I'm not, this is not my destiny. Like mm-hmm. this is just a sort of a, you know, a thing I'm going through. And they talk about being in recovery, um, which is great. But if you're always in recovery, you never recovered. Yeah. So for me, I knew I wanted to be fully recovered. Um, yeah. I did not want to be attracting these men and I don't anymore. So I, I do believe that I am recovered from these, these patterns and these addictions. And um, I'm still not in a relationship. Like I haven't sort of met my, um, you know, happily ever after. And I don't even know if that actually exists, but, um, but I'm, I'm so much, you know, like I'm in the best place of my life. Yeah. So, and I've done a lot of work. I've worked hard for it. Oh, I really agree with you on that about that. It's like, I think that addiction, you know, like, and when I was drinking a lot, it's like, I'm not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, I was trying to numb something yeah, and push yep. feelings down. And I think once you actually dig deep and really face those fears and overcome them, then you don't want to do the thing, whether it's shopping or gambling or having sex with men because you, you, it's, yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. 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 And it's not, I know that that's not, you know, that's not the thinking for a lot of people. So I, I, yeah. I sort of, I totally respect everybody's journey. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah. just for me, that philosophy just didn't work for me. Um, yeah. I didn't want to stay in those meetings and have to go to these meetings. And, you know, you'd have to say, hi, I'm Headley, I'm a sex and love addict. And I was doing that three times a week for a year. And that's a pretty full-on message to be telling yourself over and over and over. I did it because um, I wanted to overcome my ego, which said, Mm. no, I'm not. Um, So I did it anyway. And then once I did make, I completed the program, that's when I was able to sort of take a step back and go, okay, what's the right thing for me now? And that is that I don't want to be continuing to repeat that patterning or to repeat those words over and over and over because it's just not who I am. I've got this friend, um, Mel. She actually works in our business. She's a coach and like, we, we just, we have a bit of a joke about it now. And she's like, Dal, did you just love them all? Like, as in all the men? I'm like, yeah, I just love them all. And because she's like the opposite. She has really high self-worth and like oh. guys just chase after her. And she's really like, like, you know, she, and she won't mind me talking about this because we talk so openly about it. Her husband killed oh. himself. Um, yeah. Like three or four years ago. Oh, wow. And, but for her, it was a real turning point in her life because she changed completely who she was. Like, she got off the drugs and the alcohol and turned her life around and she works for us now. And she's really amazing. She's got a great story, but she doesn't now she's like, like, you know, she just, she's in relationships, but not really, but she's like, I just haven't found the one and I'm fine with that. Like, I'm happy. I don't want them to be in love with me. Like Kitty, I just, you know, and it's just the opposite to what, to what I was. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, you need to maybe come and do some coaching in our program to help the women, (laughs) you know, like me who are just, a bit useless and but I think it comes back to that self-worth and she's got high self-worth so yeah yeah you know, it always like, comes back to that it's always yeah. you know and that that's what we're all doing and that's what we're all striving for is feeling better about you know and that's that's why the service that you're offering um for your for the for your audience is is you know often it can just start with feeling better about your body and how you look mm-hmm. and how you you know that's a good place to start mm. And I think it it, for, it forces you, like I hear women share all the time in our program, it forces them to dig a bit deeper. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Because you start going, hang on a second, I'm worth more than this. Like, you know, you start feeling better about yourself and then you can start to see the, the, the shit that, you know, is sort of hanging around and you're like, no, wait, hang on a second, what, what's going on here? And you start to ask questions, probe a little deeper. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, that's when things get interesting. Mm. And perhaps a little harder. <laughs> yeah, but you can have these great breakthroughs. I think, oh, yeah. like, it's yeah. really totally worth it. Because um, I guess it's like you just get to the point where the pain of staying the same is mm. greater than the pain of changing. Yeah, and you just relate to that. Yeah, and, and you know, I think I, f- I feel like like once you make that initial change with whatever it is in your life. I've, I've, anyway, this is just for me. I feel like now I'm, I'm like, well, if I don't like something now, I'll just change it because I'm like, mm. I can. I know that yeah. I can. You know, like it's not, if I'm not happy, then do what it takes to be happy. You yeah. know, don't sacrifice, don't compromise um, because life's too short. Yeah. You know. And, and once I, you have a few wins, like once you do, once you, you know, even just one good win, where mm-hmm. you've done something different than yep. what you've done before. Once mm-hmm. you've got that, then it, it becomes easier to do it again the next time. Like if yes. you find yourself in a situation where you're like, hang on a second, I've got the power, I can change this. Yeah. And, and then you remind yourself, I've done this before, I can do it again. And you just need one big win that you can kind of, you know, launch yourself again off the next time. Mm. And so, you know, for you, you would never be back in those situations with those men because you've, you know, like you've, you've had too many wins. Mm. You just wouldn't Mm. go back there. Nah. Unless, yeah, unless Craig leaves me, but uh, hopefully I wouldn't (laughs) go back to the (laughs) old. No, you wouldn't. No. Coaching sessions from Mel. No, I don't think that I would either. (laughs) Hopefully you don't think he's going to leave me, but, um, but yeah, I know what (laughs) it's like. It's like you're proving to yourself that you can do it. I think with a lot of women, they, self-sabotage with the alcohol and the food and eat to numb things and it's like numb something else that's going on and once they can like address that and then you know eat well and make themselves because you know we're not about starving women we're about fueling their bodies and nourishing them and you know eating and enjoying food and um you know balancing your blood sugar so it's not it's not about starving but it's about i think like just looking after yourself yeah you yeah. Know? And that just makes you feel better. I think when you're sleeping and your energy is better, like you have the strength then maybe to he- face yeah. some other deeper things that are going on. Whereas before you just like, it's too hard. Yeah. Just, and also if you've got that, like if you've got kind of that, when that self-worth thing comes in and you're in those, like you're in those situations with those guys, it takes yeah. a lot of energy to deal with that shit, mm. you know, and you just, you waste so much energy trying to deal with these situations that are just not worth it. And you think about and, it all the time. It would consume oh, me. Would it consume you? Oh, my God. Con- like consuming. And, and then, you know, once you start sort of cha- making those changes and feeling better about yourself, you realise that that's not where you want to be putting your energy. And, and that, again, it's sort of like you start cleaning yourself up, you start sort of feeling better in your body. And then, and then that's where you, I think it kind of bleeds out into the rest of your life where that sort of starts getting cleaned up as well. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying, but <laughs> no, it's no, it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's making sense. Oh, it just makes so much sense. Like, yeah. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about our program yeah. and helping women. Cause I feel like this is like, it's the door. To mm, exactly. That's life. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. like the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. And once yeah, you walk yeah. through it, it's just exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Cause yeah. you don't like, I think about how I used to be and not that I regret any of it. Cause I think, well, you know, mm. everything happened for a reason. And it's not like you died or anything and you, mm. you know, like you're alive and you're healthy and you're well, but it was good experience. And it makes me really appreciate who I am now and yeah. Craig yes, and he is, you know, like I remember saying to my friend, Brooke, like she, she was going to marry this guy. Like she, he's the father to her kids. So basically she was in London and she fell pregnant over there with him, but you know, potentially he wasn't the right one, but they stayed mm-hmm. together obviously for the kids. And I remember like I would, her and I were sitting there one day and she was going through a separation too with him. And I was just saying to her, I just like, I, cause I always thought that I couldn't find a man like that, like really was um, into me sexually, like yeah. really desired me and that I found really attractive, but who could also be a really great person and kind and my best friend. Like I always thought that they weren't yes. couldn't get them together. Cause like my husband was like, not that attractive to me. Like he was not, not that he wasn't attractive. That's the wrong way to think, but he just like, you know, he wasn't into the gym and he just like me, like that was in, important. And I wasn't, you know, after a while, I just wasn't really attracted to him anymore. And I was like, I just want to wake up every day and like still look at the person I'm with and think like, I just love them so much, you know, yeah. like, and that they still desire me, but that's not all that they want. And then when yeah. I found Craig, I was like, fuck, like it's possible. Yeah. You know, like you can have it all. You can, you can have it all. Like I still, obviously we fight. Like yeah. last night we had a big blow up because, you know, he was, <laughs> I get really, <laughs> like I just think I'm a bit of an organisational like Nazi and I'm like, like he's making his frozen yogurt at like 8.30 at night, at 7.30 at night before he's got to get on a call and it's like the kitchen's a mess. And I'm like, why are you making that now? I'm like, quick, can't you be a bit more organised? I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to clean up. Anyway, we just had this stupid argument. So I cleaned it all up for him. And, you know, we sort of went to bed annoyed because he had the the call. And then I got up this morning and I, like, because he slept in the, in the spare room because he went to bed late because he had this call. So, he, oh, like, yeah. so he went to in the other room and I, I opened it. I'm like, are we friends again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry that I got mad at you. I was just tired. Like, but I did. That's healthy. Like, that, yeah. well, you know, you're always going to argue, but that's why yeah. your story inspires me because I, you know, I've, I've perhaps had that belief as well that you can't have, you can't have both. Yeah. And certainly the last, like the last guy that I was with quite a while ago, actually, yeah. um, uh, he was very attractive, very attractive, but not, not so, like, how do I say this nicely? Um, like conversation didn't go very far. Yeah. Very pretty, very yeah. pretty, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't so much a meeting of the minds. And um, I remember, like, we'd have it be having a conversation and I'd be thinking in my head, I don't think that this is going to work out. Because <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with having that real good, like, or wanting that sexual chemistry. Mm. But you just can't just have that. No. Like, you've got to have, because obviously after a while, like, you know, that shit wears off. It's like we don't yeah. have, definitely don't have sex like we used to. Like, yeah, it's not like yeah. we used to shag like rabbits. But I'm still really attracted to him, you know, yes. and he's very um, affectionate and, you know, will grab my ass and, you know, like I really like that. But he's also very loving mm. and we have good conversations and, you know, like he's very good at communicating. And I was like, oh, I just didn't believe that you could have all of that in one, yeah. but you can. Yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm so hearing you when you say that because I'm like, okay, Kitty says you can't. <laughs> I'm going to remember Kitty says you can. <laughs> I did it. Anyone can. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. You know, and, but you know what I think too? Like I, 
always had this, and this was something that had to change for me is I had this idea in my head that the man is the one that like my ex-husband had a really well-paid job, like mm. better pay than me. And I worked in mining and he was a bit older and he had money. And I, and my idea of like a relationship should be that the guy has more money and mm-hmm. you know, they are the one that provides and you'll have a kid. And then I think Craig really flipped that on its head for me. Um, yeah. was, he didn't have any money. Mm. Like he came into our relationship with 30 K of debt, which I paid off. So I was yeah. just lucky cause I'd worked in mining and we lived in Dubai and we saved a fair bit of money. So when we got divorced, I got this good settlement and, you know, he worked as a PT. So PTs, like he was just a like, yep. first year PT, so I didn't earn very much money. And like, he, I remember he said to me, his mum was like, oh, are you sure that, you know, Kitty's like, she's a bit like you come from two different worlds. Mm. And he's like, he said, this is why I love him so much. He's like, mum, he, she knows what I have. So she's either going to love me for me or she's not yeah, going to love me. And I, and I, but early on, and this is so embarrassing, I love that you share it. (laughs) This is me. And I remember after that, I really had a a mindset shift around this. And I Mm. realized that like a man isn't there to save you. He isn't there to fucking save you, kitty. He's there to be your best friend and support you and love you. But you need to fucking make your own money. Mm. Like he's, it's not his job to make money for you. And, but one night I got drunk and you know what I think, um, and this was me again reverting back to the old ways for a short period of time is he lived in Brisbane, I lived in the Gold Coast. It was early days. Maybe it was like three or four months into it. And me being me, always wanting to know, well, what's happening next? Like where are oh, we yeah. going? You know, the typical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all do that, yeah. But I was pretty good at like hiding it and not like say, but I got drunk by night and then I, I must have gone on this bit, bit of a rant saying, you know, like how, what's happening? Like how are you going to support our kids on your cell? cell? Like, oh. You know, when you wake up, you wake up the next day and you just like think, hold, I'm like, he's just going to run a mile. Like, yeah. So we got up and we had this conversation. He's like, where, where did that come from? And then he was like, I just need a couple of days to like have some mm. distance. And I thought, oh, that's it. It's over. Like you yeah. fucked it now. You, you oh, it. like, how so awful. Like, the whole time, like I was just feeling sick thinking and I apologized and, you know, and then eventually he talked to me again and I said, look, I'm really sorry. I guess I just, I really like you. Mm. And I just, I guess wanted to know like that we were heading in the same direction. Like I feel really strongly about you and, you know, I just want to know that you feel the same and you see that there's a future for us. Yeah. And he's like, he said, he felt the same way. And like, and I said, I'm so sorry that I said that to you. I said, that's just my old preconceived ideas about marriage and relationships, which I know is like not true. That's not, you know, like, yeah. So he ended up like, I paid his debt off, bought all of our stuff, like bought the business. And then, but then, and I thought sometimes like, oh, I might feel a bit resentful that I've, but I've never felt resentful. And then from the day that we opened the business, him and I built it together. Yeah. We've built what we've got together, you know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he, like it was big of him to allow me to actually pay that. Yeah. Off because I was like, well, what's the point of you yeah. having all this debt and paying all this interest? We're in this together. We've bought yeah. this business together. We live together, you know. That's but awesome. He, yeah. So I think yeah. that was my my issue, my yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that with, so I think because I had father issues, I was looking for a father figure mm. with a lot of the men that I was going for and a lot of those. So it was sort of similar. 
it's sort of looking for somebody to save me, not only just to love me, but to also to provide for me as well. Mm. And, and, you know, I had to unravel. That's just, that's growing up. That's, mm. that's sort of that process of growing up and being like, actually, no, it's my job to take care of myself. And it's, it's, you know, to put that kind of pressure on someone else, that's a big, that's a big pressure and mm. they don't deserve that. You know, that's not their job. No. So I had to learn that lesson too. That's a big lesson. That's a good lesson. but that again that all comes with the self-worth because it's like when you when you when you're feeling worthy in yourself you want to provide for yourself you want to look after yourself you it's not about having somebody to do that for you Mm. and i know everyone's situation is different um and some people don't have that luxury or freedom to go and do that but Mm. certainly for me that was something i had to learn as well like Mm. that was part of growing up yeah, I think probably a lot of women, well, not all women, but there's probably other women who can relate to this Yeah, potentially feel the same. Um, yeah. But, you know, him and I have built something together that I couldn't have done on my own. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah, you've got an amazing business. Mm, and and I would have never done this. I would have, I mean, yeah. if I didn't meet Craig, I'd probably still be working in mining, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. who knows what I would have been, been You'd doing. probably still be doing this. Maybe. Oh, who knows? You <laughs> <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you're a goer. But together, together, we've you exactly. know really created something special that we couldn't have done. Yeah, individually, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this, this is so good. I hope. So, what advice would you? Do you well, actually, let's talk about your books. Like, if okay. women are wanting to look for your books, the two books that you've written about this subject and telling your story. Yeah. Look, I think um, so. Finding Paris and Meet Me in Milan. That's the that's the trilogy I was telling you about. How it's mm. it's my search for love, but of course it's it's really about me um, finding that self worth and find and that it's not in it's not found in a man. Um, mm. We think it is. It'd be nice if it was, but it's <laughs> it's really coming back to to myself. And so I I just get a lot of therapy from writing, um, and I I hopefully write it in a way that's interesting to others. And I do find that women do relate to my story. I'm not alone. That, that always helps knowing that I'm not alone. Yeah, in my yeah. story. I'll put it out there and I'm like, I know I'm not, I'm not alone. Come on. So own up. Own up. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's just, that's sort of, that's what I write about. So there's, um, what, what are the two books called? Oh, Finding yeah, Paris sorry. and Meet Me in Milan. Yep. Um, and then I wrote a book called Right Way Home, which is about um, I made a suicide attempt in two, 2015. Oh. I know that's a whole other story, but but I actually was able to recover through developing a daily writing practice, and and that was that book was about that. So you know, I tend to write about the big experiences in my life. So whether it's you know breaking up from a toxic relationship, or recovering from a suicide attempt, or getting my breasts implants out, or whatever it is, I tend to write about it and tell the world. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Actually, one one thing I wanted to a- ask you, just it just sort of um, reminded me then is, you know, like um, I, I still think that it's okay to want to be with someone. Like, you know how you have like some people used to tell me like, oh, you've got to, you've got to be okay with being alone and you shouldn't want to be with someone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I agree with you need to be okay with being alone. Like you have to love yourself and have self-worth. But yeah. like we are like it's okay to want companionship and find someone. I think that yeah, that's yeah. okay. 100%. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, if I could have done it in 30 days, I would, I would have, I'm so jealous. <laughs> but I also, it's such an individual journey and I just know that I couldn't have been ready 
earlier and we haven't talked about this but um you i recently reported the sexual assault that happened to me when i was 23 i just recently reported that a few months ago back wow. sort of no not a few months ago late last year i couldn't have been ready that was sort of a trauma that was that was sort of living in my body that i couldn't have been ready to bring someone into my life until i'd got that out of my system and it was kind of like until I reported that, it was still living in my body. It doesn't live in my body anymore. So now I feel like for the first time in my life I'm available. But that took me 20 years. That's 20 years of, of, of holding on to shit, you know, and that was just, that's just my journey. So it's different for everybody. But So amazing and so inspiring. Like I feel like, like when you finally do meet this guy, like he's just going to be the perfect, like we talked about. Let's not put too much pressure on him. Not that someone's, you know, like there's what you think, like what I thought was the perfect guy was going to have money and his career, but really the perfect guy was Craig. Yeah. Like he didn't have the money. He didn't have the house, but he had everything else. And that's actually what I really needed. You know, when I say perfect, I don't mean like there's no perfect. perfect, Ideal. Obviously. For you. Yeah. 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 And like you're ready now. You're ready yeah, and I think that I, I feel like the person is going to be different to anyone I've ever met or known because I feel different to any way I've ever been before. So mm-hmm. I actually have no idea. I just know that they'll be kind. That's one thing that's at the top of my list, that I deserve someone who's kind because I haven't had much of that um, with the men that I've dated. That mm-hmm. I would not call them kind. And that's, that's on me, you know, that, that's me not believing that I'm worth that. But But now I know that I am. So I'm sort of... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm open and ready and mm. curious and mm. I totally agree. Like I want companionship. I want to be with somebody that I can share my life with. But I also know that I'm not willing. I, w- I would rather be alone yes. than be with the kind the of wrong. Men, the wrong kind of guy. Yeah. 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 It's set- yeah. settling. Like I, I always felt like with my ex-husband I was just settling. Yeah. Because it was like he had on paper, he looked so good. Yeah. Like good guy, money, good tick, job. Tick, tick. Yeah, but I didn't have that fire, that real yeah. deep love yeah. and, you know, those similar interests and, mm. and, and which I have with Craig. So now that yeah. I've found it, I know, I know what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but, and I now know that, you, like, I know <laughs> listening to your story, that's why stories are inspiring. So I'm listening to you and that's, that helps me because yeah. I'm like, well, it is possible because I'm sitting in front of it. Yeah, I was a... I was a train wreck. I was like the most bloody, you know, like I, like, I swear to God, my friends must have just been like this. Oh God, what's happening now with Kitty? Like what's yeah, she yeah. done? Oh, you would have given them a lot of entertainment over the years. Some of the dumb. Look, I just remember this guy, like I used to let him just like, he'd call me at 2am and come over and fuck me and just leave. Yeah. Like shit yeah. like that, you know? Like, yeah. Been there. No. And I just felt so shit. Like mm. I, I feel good at the time and I just feel so shit the next yeah. day. Yeah, it's not good. It doesn't really serve your soul. <laughs> no. it serves your body <laughs> for a brief amount of time. It's like that. You, you, it's instant gratification, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you're a, it is, you're a drug yeah. addict. It's a yeah. yeah. And then you realise you get to the point where you're like, no, nah, I want more. Yeah, and I can't. It's not worth it anymore. Mm. That mm. small high. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, thank you so much. That was so great. Oh, like, I really, so, always so good chatting to you. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that. And I really hope that, you know, women will listen to this and 
feel inspired to value themselves and dig a bit mm. deeper. And if they've got, you know, some issues around self-worth that, you know, like you are worth it, you are worth it. And like, yeah. I'll put the links to like the names of your books and everything in the podcast so they can, um, Thank you. you know, mm. have a read of your yeah. book. I'm actually, I'm going to go get them. I just haven't had time. I'm just, I'll send like, you one. No, yeah, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, all these, like, obviously we've chatted, but all these other bits have come out. I'm like, oh, I just really want to read your whole story now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah no, I'll send you one. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. so great. And then we'll have yeah. you on again and we'll talk about the, um, the boobs. The boobs. Yeah. Because yes. I think that's boobs. a good story. You know, because I think obviously I've got them and a lot of women have had implants and now I'm getting them out. And yeah, I think it's a really, it's a really great story too. Let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, thanks Thanks, so much. Um, And I'll speak to you soon. Beautiful. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.